Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. It is Thanksgiving, Thursday, November 24th. In this episode, we review all the first round games. Everyone has played one. We see where we are. We go deep into the big upsets and games we've talked about. But first, Mike, the revolution, the war of 1812, England 2010 World Cup, the Rob Green game, the 1-1, 1950. It's England, USA. You have the floor, my patriotic friend. (laughs) Gentlemen, ladies, I awaken you for war. No, I'm excited. I'm not going to go through (laughs) I had a thing, and I, I sent it to some friends. And it was very, uh, it was very patriotic. It sounded like Mel Gibson in uh, the Patriot, not anywhere else. Don't worry. Uh, I will be watching the Patriot after we finish this tonight. Uh, I am psyched. I'm, I'm excited. This is what you know. What World Cups are for? Um, yes. Jingoistic, I, maddening uh, representations of war and political intrigue in the most safe and ridiculous way to do it. If you can't do it this way, how else can you do it? No, exactly. So uh, I think there's there's a lot that, that of intrigue going into this match, right? Like obviously the first, the headline is Harry Kane's health. Is he going to go? Uh, is he going to play 90 minutes? Um, lucky for everyone listening, uh, I happen to know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to play till his fucking head knee falls off right so yeah, that's what uh, he does he, he yeah, plays he doesn't not play right so yeah um the only thing you could argue i'm trying to get the, the there we go I'm trying to get it straight on oh, oh, uh the oh, only thing you could argue is um he it's a short tournament and southgate could look at this and go listen even if we lose tomorrow we're gonna use you at 100 percent against wales i do not think that that will happen that's um, a bad I, idea. You got to get this win because Wales is a bigger blood feud. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think he'll start. I think he'll go 60 minutes, and depending on the game, uh, he'll go more or less. But again, the thing about England, and we saw it in the game against Iran, is that you know Jack Grealish and Phil Foden and Marcus Rashford. Five subs makes this World Cup. In. Marcus Rashford scored in that game. Five subs makes these bigger teams – if it makes the bigger teams in our league better, five subs in the World Cup makes teams with depth way better. Way yeah. better, right? Like, you know, you think about a smaller country like Belgium, they can't go five deep off the bench. You think of someone like Serbia playing uh, playing Brazil today. Brazil goes off the bench. It's like Martinelli comes off the bench. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does, how, that's not fair. Uh, and then you think of like a team like Uruguay who needed something off the bench and they had nothing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they've got to, they've got to roll out the corpse of Luis Suarez. So the bench matters a lot. This depth thing matters a lot. There's a lot of different new things that I think is changing results. Uh, I'll take the U S side of this. Let's sort of step back for a second. The U S should have no shot in this game. They should be completely annihilated. England are, finalists of the Euros and semi-finalists of the World Cup. Those are their last two tournaments. They just beat around 6-1, 6-2. And along with Spain are the two best-looking 
big teams coming out of their results. And they do have similar qualities in that both Spain and England finished their chances and made them look a lot better than they were. Like they took Spain took chances that were just like, what? You can't score that. Yeah. And then Costa Rica were terrible and Iran were not terrible to be fair to Iran. I, yes, that's absolutely true. And I think that, that last point is important to underline. Um, Mm. I don't know that I'm going to put a ton of stock in one game the same way I'm not putting a ton of stock into the sky is falling form they had before the World Cup in the last few months. Fair enough. Um, so I because the U.S. Like, was bad before the World exactly. Cup too. Yeah. I think we know who England is, as you said. I think that they are one of the preeminent favorites of this tournament. Um, I think that you know they are fully expected to take care of business tomorrow against the United States, but at the same time. Um, I don't know what lies beneath Harry Maguire's thick skull, right? <laughs> so is there a chance? And, and and by the way, I do not think that the only chance the United States has in this game is a Rob Green-esque error from Pickford or from uh, Maguire or from, you know, a penalty from Kyle Walker. But the Walker. thing is, this U.S. team cannot defend the way those previous teams did. It's not in the team. It's not how they play. No. They're not a two banks of four. They're not a five, three, two, a f- or, you know, they're not a deep line defensive spring team. He wants to have the ball. And by the way, England are set up to actually not, are, are set up, are set up to not be able to has the ball. They don't want it either. So if the U.S. think they're going to have the ball and make mistakes and England's going to go on the break, they'll get smashed. Right. They're not enough to play that way. Well, no, of course, but but I mean, at the same time, yeah, I mean, you saw Kane. I we, we talked about it in the last episode, dropping deep the same way he does for Spurs. Yeah, but Sterling, the, but the runners he has, it's not just it's it's variety, right? When you play yeah. against Spurs, you just have to mark Sonny. Yeah. When you play against England, who who's who do you mark? <laughs> yeah. Right now, I do I do have some things. I think there are some key questions about the U.S. team that we have to ask and figure out what's going to happen. Is How's McKenney doing? Can he go the whole game? Because they're going to need him. The second one is, is Aronson going to play from the start? Are they going to try and do something different? Is Burhalter going to take that result of the first half and say, oh, we were fine. Let's just play that same group again. And oh, then okay. where where does Gio Reyna fit in? There's a little yes. bit of controversy. I wouldn't call it controversy. Hey, Gio, you're made of glass. Your coach maybe didn't want you to get hurt. Because you get hurt all the time. And you were going against a Wales team that was literally kicking lumps out of anything that got near. Yeah. yeah. So, I think um, easy. You know, <laughs> the only lineup change I would make is I would put Waya up front. Um, and I would put Sergeant, I would take Sergeant out and put Ironson on the wing, right? Um, everybody else, I, I don't think I don't think anybody has any reason to be to be taken off to start the game. I think that is your best eleven. Um, I do. I love Giorena. I want to see him play a part. I think he's a I, change guy. Yes, yes. I don't see him being. Hey, let's be fair. He's 19 years old. Okay, let's not put him in a position to the be loops. outclassed for for yeah for for 60 to 70 minutes here. Yeah, right? let well, him have can, a moment to shine. Let him come yes. in. We're down a goal. We're up a goal going for two. We bring on – let's never see Jordan Morris again. And instead, Fuck let no, that dude. sub be fucking Mo- – be, be Reyna, right? Completely agree with that. Um, I think, yeah. And whether – regardless of scoreline, 
I think if you start if you start Gio Reyna, you put a tremendous amount of pressure on his shoulders, regardless of where you put him on the pitch. And he may not be able to affect the game. Well, but right. But so I don't see a lot of great outcomes in starting him, especially who are you going to take off? Are you going to take off Wea? You're not taking off Pulisic, right? You're, you're Musa, maybe, I guess, if you want to try and put Reyna in a 10. So you have to sort of already bend what you're trying to do to fit him in um, or or take somebody out who has performed well for you. So I don't see that being a, a really viable solution. The, the, the other question might be is, do you bring someone in to sit with Tyler Adams and really be defensive? That's the question I have is, does Musa get replaced who's the, by who's – who's the other defense – there's a defensive midfielder. Acosta, right. Do you play the both of them together and try and sit deep? Because Reem and Zimmerman were fantastic. I have to say it. That was aside, They were good. They were very good. Yeah. And then how do you work from there? And then, you know, we know Jedi is great on one side, but I don't love Dest. He's not a defensive fullback. Do you want oh, I don't, to I don't change care. that? Because basically the team starts to shift the other way around. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But the U.S. This is the U.S. is all gravy. The bigger thing, I have one more point, and you can go. Oh yeah, can the U.S. play two halves that are good? That is the oh, key. Wow. They have not been able to. They play bad one half, play good the second half. They play good a first half, they play terrible the second half. Are they ready in any way to do a consistent performance? I think you and I both agree. If they played the way they played in the first half, both games, they would have won. I mean, the first game. Had they replicated the first half, they would have won. Had they kept attacking, had they kept pushing, they would have beat Wales or at least had two goals and hung on to a lead rather than trying to hang on to a one-goal lead where they're getting I battered. Think that, in I think that's unfair to Wales. I agree with you for the most part, but I do think that you have to give – hey, Wales went and punched them in the face, right? I think uh, – I don't know that their first plan was to sit back I think every, you know, the famous line, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, right? And so Wales came right at them and sort of caught them on the back yeah. foot. The key for more is the punch. Exactly, right. And Here's so, key for more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, Daniel James, I don't know how many touches he had, but if it was more than 10, I'd be shocked, right? Yeah, and so was like that was 15. a significant change in just in the shape. Right. Yeah. And so even if Burhalter came out of the room saying, keep doing what you're doing, keep pressing. And he was saying that on the sideline, the change Wales made wasn't something that they could communicate appropriately yeah. for. And then and then maybe like I just said, that five sub thing, it maybe the right time is to make that sub, those five subs in the right moment, really change a game. It might be Reyna and Aronson. Maybe there's a plan. Maybe Aronson doesn't start at all the time, but at least do it almost basketball style where no matter what time of the game there is, one of our great players is on the pitch and fresh. Right. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. the way you do checking lines in hockey, where you kind of instead of trying to have all the best players at the same time, because we're limited and the guys don't play together that often, maybe it's there'll never be a time where McKinney, Aronson, Reyna, and Pulisic aren't at least at their best. And maybe there's some sort of different mentality yeah. of coaching. I don't know. That that's a way to think about it. Uh it, and is. Then for it is. Yeah. And then the other thing for England is I think like Jude Bellingham makes a difference. It's a completely different team now to what we saw in some of those tournaments where Bellingham was not there. He's just better than Phillips. He has a better engine than Phillips. Um, you know, I like Declan Rice can do his job without thinking about trying to be creative. He can just make the tackle, track the runner. If he gets the ball, gives it to Bellingham, and he's gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And that transition from attack to defense was huge. Maguire, as much as he got shit, he did set up basically both the goals. He was the pa- mm-hmm. he was the hockey assist to the first goal, yep. and he the headed goal to Saka was from him. He did step up. Maybe you could uh, the penalty. Uh, I don't know. There, he's I mean, the chink in the armor, right? I think we can agree with that. Again, right? it's, so- that, it's that it's that. But does the U.S. have the force? It's both personality, it's skill. Like, is Josh Sargent the guy no. to make John Stones and Maguire scared? No, because no, they'll just push him. They'll be like, "You think you're big? We're bigger than you." Yeah, and we've 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 dealt with people like you. You're from Norwich. Fuck off. You're yeah, fucked. I don't think we're going to. <laughs> if looking at the lineup, there's no intimidation for the. Defense. There's not a single. There's not a single physically imposing player. To, that England looks at the U.S. team and goes, okay, you know, I think um, there's there's a lot of respect for McKinney and Adams. I think Pulisic and Wea are they are Premier League level uh, attacking wings. They see those players literally twice a week, right? So they're not going to scare them. Um, no, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you know you can't get lucky. Did, no, good could happen. Yeah. That doesn't even mean you can't beat them. But I'm yeah. not saying. But they they. Um, they're not going to, you know, strike fear into the hearts of, we don't, of anyone. Yeah. The U.S. I does think, not have Kiefer. Kiefer Moore isn't walking through that door to play for these. <laughs> well, and yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I do think that the way that the U.S. played, specifically in that first half, was um, it was a bit shit Barcelona, where it was just trying. It was really to, good. Right. No, no. And that's a compliment. Right. Like, so, um, you know, moving the ball and moving as units. Right. Like, so. Um, and the goal was just such class from Pulisic, the pass. It was, it was so, good. so I do think when you are able to move the ball like that, you can start to pick apart England and pull the, you know, pull those strings a little bit, get a runner in, you know, in behind and cause problems. Um, but yeah, to your point, we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to figure out a way to defend the counter. And I don't know that a double pivot makes sense there because. No, no, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but what I'm what I'm thinking like if the if the you, you touched on this if the issue is the 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 giddy up that England has Sterling going this way and, and who who started on the right oh Saka um the, you know if Dest is creeping up to your point then you know that's going to create a lot of space behind who do we talk about all the fucking time one of the best players in the Premier League Trent Alexander Arnold just leaving an ocean behind him for anybody to run into. Right. And so not to say that the United States of America is Liverpool here, but they oh. have similar <laughs> symptoms of that weakness. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Um, do I it, like so he, getting he, forward? He, yeah, I do. But, but that he, creates here it an is. issue for us. But here, here's the question. Is a draw a good result for the Yes. Game? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's go for a draw. <laughs> oh, I would kill for that. Well, let, hey, let, hey, let, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. 12 years ago. USA wins 1-1, right? Like, let's <laughs> yeah. be very clear about this. Okay, a 1-1 draw against Wales where you were up a goal and you were sitting back and trying at like hell to not give up that equalizer. Ooh, that felt like a loss. A 1-1 draw against England, even if the exact same game script goes to fucking comes to pass, that is a it's win. Incredible. It's a win. Incredible. I'm sorry, Incredible. right? Huge, yeah. Huge. And so if you remember that game from 2010, we'll go down memory lane for a quick second. I believe it was Steven Gerrard, maybe Frank Lampard, I think, uh, who scored the first goal uh, early, fifth, sixth minute. And it was one of those where it's like, hey, this is going to get ugly 
fast, right? And so pinball walks, you know, bumps around outside England's box. Clint Dempsey swing basically closes his eyes and swings his leg at it, and it goes through Robert Green, and it's one one. And it, and to what I said earlier, England flinched, right? It was, yeah, it was Gerard Gerard at four. But listen to Gerard, the, the yeah. lineup. Listen to the lineup that that England had. This, this England team is way better than this one. So it's Heskey, Rooney, Gerard, Heskey and Rooney up top in a four four two. Milner on the wing with Gerard and Lampard as the defenders. Milner Aaron still Lennon be on this team. Aaron Lennon on the other uh, side. And then in the defense, the defense was good. Terry, Ledley King, uh Cole, and then Glenn Johnson on the other side. So yeah. it's that it's that it's that Gerard. I mean, th- Aaron Lennon was <laughs> should never no, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Whereas, um, you know, the, for the U.S., it's Altidore, Finley, Clark, Bradley, Dempsey, Donovan. I mean, we were good. Yeah, <laughs> it was a no, we were trouble. We were trouble. But when you when you list those names, I see I see a lot in this team. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I think one of the other important factors here is that uh, 5 a.m. Eastern is going to be Wales, Iran. So we're going to wake up and we're going to go into this game. All things expected. For, yeah. f- to be in third place in this group, uh, yeah. unless there's a draw in that game, realistically, yeah. right? Um, and so even with let's pre- either, if if there's not a draw in that match, then even with a draw against England going into the final match day, we're in third, but we're weirdly in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. Um, so, and the other thing that that a draw does. And we're ignoring England here for a second because they've already it got hurts three England points in the bag. It hurts England. Well, it hurts England bad. What it does is it makes England care for their lives about that third game against Wales. And that's yeah. as arguably as important as a result in this game. Because what that will do is, you know, England will be shooting to kill, not just to wound uh, Wales. So they'll basically be going out and they'll pu- they'll want to put up six again. Uh, and yeah. they'll make sure that there's no doubt uh, with the points uh, in, in the after three games. So, you know, there's, there's a lot, it's so weird that there's only three games. There's so many variables you can come through. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it, it, it has a sense of complete randomness and then complete sort of like inevitability. So let's, right. so, so since we did the pod on Tuesday, we've had a lot of games and I want to make sure that we go through all the results and then we'll touch on some important games that we have to talk about. But let's get through the score. So I'm going to go back as time. Here, here was Tuesday at 4 a.m. that I didn't wake up for. The shock wake-up call to Saudi Arabia 2, Argentina 1. Yeah. That was bad. That went poorly. Denmark, Tunisia, nil-nil. Mexico and Poland play to about as even a nil-nil as you can find. And then France take care of Australia. The less talked about one, the better. 4-1 with Drew scoring two. Then Morocco, Croatia, nil-nil. That's not the big one. The big one is Germany won, Japan two, followed up by Spain and winning, beating, destroying Costa Rica 7-0 with Belgium backing in, the most backing into a win against Canada I've ever seen. <laughs> then we go on to today's game. So that was yesterday. Now we're on to today. This is great. Four games a day. Switzerland defeats Cameroon in a cool little moment where a Cameroonian immigrant who plays for the Swiss team scores a goal, doesn't celebrate. Always funny. Uruguay, South Korea, a snoozer, but lots of our friends playing in that one. Brazil defeats Serbia 2-0. Richarlison with crazy goals. Brazil, very poor. Serbia just didn't have the legs. And then Portugal 3, Ghana 2. 
in a couple of them, the U.S. men's national team's friends uh, going at it, where Portugal hangs on, almost blows it. Uh, Ronaldo scores, becomes, of course, the man of the match because I think they're obliged to show Ronaldo more than anything. But Portugal were not good in that game. Uh, but that's where we are. We've gone through a full round of games. All the groups are where they are. Some teams have one win. Some teams have no wins. But I think um, let's go. Mike, where do you want to go? Belgium, Canada, Argentina, Germany. Where do you want to let's start? Go with, uh, let's go with Group H first because um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll touch on this real quickly and then we'll get to the main event. I'm really disappointed in Uruguay, uh, South Korea. We talked about Uruguay. We both have them going really, really far in our predictions. I love – the makeup of that attacking side. And of course, on the other side, my best friend and yours, you know, Sonny, um, Sonny was, I wouldn't say Sonny was disappointing, um, but South Korea, that's a good result for them. Let's be clear. Uh, it just was a snoozer of a game. There weren't many shots. Oh, taken. No shots on goal. Yeah. Um, and then Portugal, Ghana was uh, probably the best game. One of the best games of, of the, of the round so far. Um, I, I'm sad that I can't wait till Ronaldo retires. Um, it, it just, I've so, I've had so much enough of him already. The whole United saga, him coming back last year, like, dude, you know, who never does this shit? Lionel Messi. Like, it's just, well, I he mean, does he, it. He, he does it, it he, quietly. He does it, it quietly. Yeah, he did it. it wasn't his choice, by the way. It wasn't his yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Barca was like, we can't afford you. Goodbye. But, um, but yeah, it was, it's just so public. Everything is just so dramatic. And, um, he gets all the plaudits for shit he doesn't deserve, which is, I think, the thing that bothers me the most. Uh, Portugal's a tremendously good team, and Bruno Fernandes was silly today. Uh, yeah. Why is Ronaldo being talked about? Because he scored a penalty. I know. I, I know the answer to that question, but my, yeah. it's it's a rhetorical question that everybody yeah. should yeah, be totally. saying to themselves. Hey, um, by the way, Rafael Leao, who's one of my favorite players in Europe, uh, yeah. he's, he's an unbelievable player for AC Milan. Um, I love watching him. I am terrified that he's going to go to Chelsea next year, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, back and forth affair, uh, good on Ghana for sticking in there. And that late goal, you don't know. Uh, and, and it was good. all, and it was all in the second half. Like the no, first goal is scored at 65 and it just goes bananas and they just go to war. And so once they, once they realize someone might win the game, the game opens up and things yeah. get really loose. I do want to give credit to Ronaldo. Ronaldo has scored a goal in five straight world in five Great. consecutive World Cups. That's that just is a testament to his longevity. I think I want to make sure that you know as much as Ronaldo's annoying and he's poor now, it's not to denigrate what he's meant and what he has been as a player. No, no, no. and that's it's why just that's that why I what made him. him great is what's making him such a pain in the ass well, on the way out. It, it organically is, but that's why I, I started with, "Hey, I'm sad." Not like fuck this guy. I'm done with him. Like I'm like yeah. ah. Man, like you're the best there ever was, you know, or at least certainly in the conversation. So, like, why are we doing this? What yeah. it, it reminds me of, like Jordan on the Wizards. Like, yeah. why are we yeah. doing this part, man? Just go, yeah, go be the statue outside the United Center. Just stop this shit, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird, but we'll we'll see what it means. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't think Portugal are a favorite. I think one of the things, if we go into some of the upsets, well, let's go to Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. They get a goal early from Messi on a penalty. They're playing okay, but Saudi Arabia have Renard, who's taken some smaller African teams. He's a he's a European coach who's taken some small African teams to win like Zambia and weird things. He's done this before, but he had Saudi Arabia well drilled. They played a high line. Argentina did score goals, but they're all fractionally offside and VARs yeah. everywhere. 
And it seemed that once they sort of, uh, Saudi Arabia scored two good goals really quickly within five minutes, Argentina just didn't quite understand how to break down a high line, didn't know when to time their runs and who to make the passes from. And Messi and Larturo and all those guys, they're great all-time players. They're not pacey that they can exploit a high line, but they weren't even trying. No one could seem to see the passes. It was weird to see Argentina kind of panic and, you know, Emmy Martinez not being superhuman. Maybe he could have got one of the goals. Maybe he dove a little late. But this is the World Cup. They have lost. They have to accept it. They have to try and find a way to get out of it because they're favorites. And if they lose another game, they're gone. They're gone. I think I think it's going to be interesting. They play Mexico next. Um, you've got to think that Mexico. they – No, yeah. Mexico. You've got to think that they can take on Mexico. And, and honestly, Poland showed me absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, no. A tremendous disappointment. I thought they should have battered Mexico. Um, and uh, it's seem, sort of interesting. Seem, it's frustrating. These teams that don't want the ball – I know that, you know, historically defense first wins in these types of tournaments, but you just don't get any love from them. I mean, to be fair, um, Lewandowski missed a penalty. That was it. He missed a penalty. Okay. So, but I'm not going to, I'm going to get get him off the hook for that. I'm going to put that aside for a second because I have a lot of problems with Lewandowski. He is, if you ask 10 people who the best striker in Europe is, he would be the answer for eight of those 10, I would suggest. Maybe, maybe look, roughly, right? And and as a bona fide Harry Kane fan, except for tomorrow, um, you know, I, I wouldn't even argue that. However, when you give him fuck all to work with, he no. shrinks. He goes, well, no. hard. Now, no, okay, I'm sure it is. But for the best striker in Europe, you would think that he would be able to adapt his game and find ways to affect the match. He, he, there were moments where that. he dropped. I, there were moments where he dropped did a flick here and there and tried to get in the box. The issue is his teammates yeah, are just not good enough. This Poland team is not shit. Like, I was actually sort of impressed with the lineup they put together. I love Zielinski. Zielinski is very, very good. Like, like they have attacking talent, right? Like, I'm not saying that, you know, Christoph P- Piatek of Salernitana, um, they, you know, they, they have attacking talent. It's not like he's completely by himself. Milik is another one from um, from Juventus, I believe. Um, so, so there's – they're not barren. Right, it's not like you know everybody no. on Spurs has gone down around Harry Kane and he's yeah. being asked to do it himself. But but yeah. when he did, he was able to completely change the way he played the game so that he could remain relevant and remain elite. And Lewandowski, I saw it in, in Kane's earlier part of the career. He had to adapt because he was sitting pouting on that island up top. Well, Lewandowski kind of was like that, and and because he played at you know. At Bayern and now at Barcelona, he's surrounded by an overflow of attacking talent that always floods him the ball and draws attention away uh, from himself, frankly. Well, when the onus is on you, buddy, why do you shrink? I I have have a lot of questions about that. It happens. It happens. I think think fundamentally, (laughs) one of the the things that's difficult for finishing strikers, finisher types – is it's very hard for them to affect a game the way a midfielder can really change a team. Yeah, uh, if you think I agree about with that. if you think about Zidane getting on the ball, he can go from deep to the middle, or the way Gerard carried Liverpool for ten years, basically. Now he, the the strikers would come and go, 
but that middle pulling the strings player is the player you need if you want these types of tournaments you to to him. Uh, that's 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 really what I think. Right, about but him. but he's not a great pa- he's not a great passer. No, he's right? not. I mean, but he but can't so pass. I guess he's not a creator. I guess the question would be who and and by the way, let me amend that 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 answer to that question because eight out of eight out of ten would have said Lewandowski last year. I think the Holland is the answer this year. But again, Holland is just completely surrounded by superstar talent. I'm not going to knock on Holland, but like, um, I just don't understand if if you don't have the ability to do that. You're right; he's not a great passer. Kane wasn't a great passer in 2016. He became a great passer, right? Mm, so mm, mm. he's never had to. Yeah. And Poland yeah. is 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 yeah. the one who has to end up paying that bill, not yeah, Barcelona. And then, and then, and then I think with Mexico, they're just not there. They don't can't score goals. They don't have anyone up front. They're still hardworking. They're still industrious. They're still Mexico. Like they still have a fire and a passion. Their fans took over Qatar. So respect to the Mexican fans, the Mexican people who went to the game. So. They will have that. It looks like they'll have numbers whenever they play. Can I ask but, a dumb question? Does yeah. um does the Puto chant annoy Qatar uh, officials, or are they like 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 because everybody here in this conversation supposedly has some kind of um, let's just say a bias against uh, uh, folks who are I don't know how to the LGBTQ community, right? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So yeah, I think I, I don't think Qatar is a said, could it be like could could the could the puto chance sort of be like the armband moment for Mexico? Like ironically, I know it's not <laughs> what they mean, but like that would be a good way for them to try and get their asses. Are out they of doing it? I don't. I didn't. I didn't quite. Oh, they're doing they're it. Doing oh, they're one hundred percent doing it. They have been. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the less talked about the armband stuff, the better. Um, listen, here, here, you want to talk about? So we'll we'll go into Germany uh, losing to. Uh, to to Japan, they they cover their mouths <laughs> because they can't deal with their armband in the team photo. Uh, Eden Hazard really said something that was interesting. Less less support. He's like, I'm here to play football. You lost. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but you better win the fucking game. So that's um, what wait, I'm going to say about it. <laughs> that is not that's not controversial at all. Right. If 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 Enzard took the podium, by the way, I fucking hate Eden Hazard. Okay, so just, I, I just want to get that out of first. If he came out there and started rashing, like ranting against, you know, people of whatever ethnicity or sexuality or anything, that would be completely out of bounds. And hopefully he would be suspended immediately. He just said, hey, go do whatever the fuck you want, but you better perform in between the lines. I'm sorry. Isn't that why everybody is here? Isn't that why everybody is showing up? They're not showing up for a big show of support. Okay. We're pretending that they are, but they're they're here to play football matches and they're here to win. This is a really bad analogy, and I'm sure it's going to make people very, very angry, but oh, I like good. to do it because I think it's great. It's like <laughs> basically the the whole thing we're trying to impose on the Qataris. Now, they shouldn't do what they do. That's fine. They simply have the World Cup. We're in their house, okay? And we're trying to say, no, I'm keeping my shoes on, even though it's a house where you take your shoes off. And we're like, everyone should wear shoes in a house, and you're wrong to make me take my shoes off. Motherfucker, you're in their house. Don't go to their house if you don't like to take your shoes off. Don't go to the house. Don't go to the house. I, so I, look, I still, I, still I think you push it up to FIFA. It's FIFA's fault. It should oh, 100%. not be in Qatar. Right? 100%. And it shouldn't be in Qatar or any of these countries. If you really want to support that, they should never get it ever. On paper, and, and by the way, this is uh, fundamentally what America means, right? Is like 
I completely disagree with you. However, I agree. I will fight till the death your ability to say that thing. Now, it could be the most inflammatory thing in the world. Now, apparently the world has changed a little bit. And we don't necessarily believe that anymore, but that's how it good old times used to be, right? So <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the absolute bare bones, I'm not saying I support you. In fact, I am saying I am vehemently against what you believe. I believe the exact opposite. With that said, I respect the ability for you to say whatever it is you're going to say more than the content your, of what you're saying. It's your country. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, what so, do I want me to do it. So, it's not my country. You got it. And we're in your house, right? So I'm, I, yeah. I'm going to take my shoes off. So yeah. Anyway, so by the way, taking your shoes off generally is ridiculous. And I have the most grotesque feet probably on at um, least in, in like Western civilization. So if yeah. I ever go to your home, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm keeping my fucking shoes on because it's better for everybody that way. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Anyway, uh, but Ger Germany lose to to uh, to Japan. Japan always a decent side. I didn't really recognize any of the players, but I don't think Germany should feel like they are hard done. They really battered um, Japan. They get the goal early. Gundogan finishes on a penalty. But I think the fears that German fans would have had were realized. They don't have a finisher, a natural mm -hmm. finisher on the squad. We did say keep an eye on Musala. Musala, can't remember his name. Musala, he was great. He was creating really things, moving through the young player. But you know, you know, you you talked about Havertz. Where was he? What was he doing? The answer is always nothing, and Chelsea fans will tell you that. So they still have this problem. I wonder if they start shifting and maybe go. You know what, Thomas Muller? Do you have one more time as a nine up front? Because we're going to go home. Because we go on to Spain, who just who defeated a, I mean, pathetic Costa Rica. To be fair, I mean, it was that's the same team. It's the same twenty fourteen. It's the same, same exactly the same. Um, uh, they didn't put a shot on target. They didn't take a shot in twenty fourteen. The Ticos were, were like the really fun energetic puppy at the party where you're like, Oh my God, I just want to play with this. Like, Oh my God, let me rub his belly. Right. Yeah. And now the dog is really old and <laughs> it's time. Okay. I mean, <laughs> like when Brian Ruiz had to come on, I mean, Brian Ruiz yeah. who played with Clint Dempsey at Fulham. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a long time ago. <laughs> Brian Ruiz comes out and he starts showering passes to Joel Campbell, who was an up and coming player at Arsenal. 12 years ago yeah. I mean, it just it's just it's sad it's and poor keeler novice just sitting there know, getting absolutely lit up by the way it's, the go the goals were really good i do have to say that the spain goals were fantastic like the finishes were all really good ferran torres with like a hat trick i mean who is this person that played for city that we got rid of but the gavi goal is the one that really mm -hmm. just i i myself on the ground side volley side foot top bins like <laughs> some good good goals i was like Yowza. Yeah. but they really killed they really killed um costa rica and i think the fear now is they have to play germany and spain germany will become something bigger um if if derek ray says a person's name another way i'm gonna kill him uh <laughs> rudiger i'm like it's rudiger just do it just more. say okay. dude it's so embarrassing like, 
it's just it just he did it like anyway he's just i mean i'm sure it's i'm sure it's nice for the guys families but it's a little bit they're not watching this feed anyway (laughs) they're watching this the costa rican feed um which by the way i said it in our whatsapp group uh um peacock has the games in spanish and i feel like we haven't mentioned that and that's a huge huge miscalculation so uh (laughs) not tomorrow but starting probably sunday because i'm gonna be watching football on saturday um we are going to be uh we're going to be watching games in Spanish, especially Spain, Germany. Oh boy. So in that same group on that same day, my friends from Canada who I lauded to the heavens and how I poo pooed Belgium, who I said wouldn't make it out of you. Right. Almost. They really, can I talk about a one, you lose one nil, but you literally kicked the shit out of Belgium. And I mean, they beat them like a rented goalie so badly. I mean, it was yeah. unreal. Alderweireld and Vertonghen are fucking They're cooked. Toast. And yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet they and won yet. on a fluke ball of pop because wow. And yet, trust me, I know those passes from Toby better than anybody. Really um, good. And uh, yeah, I miss it very much. But yeah, I, I, they move like aircraft carriers back there. It's tough. God. It's tough to watch. And Bruyne, you know, had his moments where he pick up the ball deep and have to mm-hmm. run through the whole midfield. Because Germany, Canada was really pressing and really interesting. What's interesting about this is listening to the the podcasts of the European guys who are just like Canada, huh? That team's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but they yeah. really pressed. They had a lot of energy. Alfonso Davies missed a penalty. There was another penalty shout that apparently was not a penalty. It was offside. It was onside. Upon deeper reviews that weren't on during the game, Breton got the ball. So it was. Less controversies, the better. But unreal performance from Canada. And I think that they have to be, first of all, they have to feel terrible they didn't get a draw. At least yeah. something. I think they took 25 shots. I mean, that's an absurd number against Belgium. Tielemans got yanked because he had to put a more defensive midfielder in because they were just running through them. Uh, you know, Tielemans has these moments where you're like, where are you, dude? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, all right, remember, uh, a, little um, too much, a little too much Witzel. <laughs> but you remember early the best way to sum up uh Thielmans is that like he is Leicester City it's like they'll throw up a clunker against Bournemouth and they'll lose three nothing you're like what the fuck just happened to Leicester City that's actually it's very indicative of of Thielmans as well but yeah I mean it's Junior Hoylet plays in the championship Alfonso Davis these guys just played great uh they just couldn't seem to get their shots off and then Thibaut Courtois, I sort of forgot. I don't know why I forgot that he's there. I was like, oh, Thibaut Courtois is there. No wonder. He's yeah. fucking incredible. So he, he kicked a- the shit out of the city. He won them the Champions League along with Benzema's goals. I mean, Thibaut Courtois is legitimately, when he complained about never getting even a vote for the Ballon d'Or, he's like, I'm here, bitch. Give me yeah. that shit. I want um, it. It was interesting to see the quality of Canada. Uh, the collective. And the... The Together. collective quality of Canada and shout out to the management and the and the the ethos of that team. Yeah. Coupled with the finishing of Canada. Because oh. it was uh it was a it Danny was, Welbeck performance as a group. <laughs> it was half woman, half horse, right? It was it was oh my god, this this is beautiful. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, um 
it was very, in fact it was kind of to to Manny. I'll talk to Manny right now, our friend Liverpool supporter I mean, and hater of everything that we do in the Facebook group. It was very much a Liverpool performance in that the midfield wasn't creative, but the creativity came from the press. Right? They yeah, didn't sure. need to create anything. They just got the ball off you high up and just threw it to the next guy. So, so it wasn't like they were lost. I was trying picking, to remember his name. But they were just smashing them in the face and grabbing the ball. Sure. I was trying to remember his name because I, I and the club he played for, Buchanan from Club Bruges. Um he's good. He, he had such a horror he had such a horrible game at the end product. Like he had like he could have had four goals, but he was everywhere. He was in everybody's face on Belgium. Jonathan David similar. He had an Embueno you know, performance. Oh my god! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Playing yes. for Cameroon or a Michy Batshuayi uh, performance, who, by the way, ended up winning the game by accident. No, it was a, it was a well taken. It was goal, a, but... that was a really good finish. But was it? They didn't create anything, which was weird. And they all had to like come out after the game, like we were fucking terrible. Yeah. And so Canada, I love them. We will watch you. I hope that they become a team that can stick with. Think about feel good about know where they are and really get, open our heart to that Canadian team. I don't know why I love them so much, but usually it happens when I hear the interview of the coach and this is how I fell in love with Grand Potter. I'm now in love with Herdman. Uh, <laughs> well, Croatia is so no joke uh, in their next, yeah. they're, they're, you know, so it's a, it's a yeah, stronger. But, but Croatia's Croatia's coming off a draw against Morocco. Right. If they play like that again, I mean, Canada's going to beat them. I would say yes, and and what you know the argument is they can't they could possibly be that bad finishing again, right? But I don't know that they'll have that many clean looks uh, against Croatia. But we'll see. I don't I don't really know. Um, yeah, I mean th- these are the things that are so wonderful about the World Cup. There's so there's more variables than normal, right? Even in so a little sort of side rant, right? Even in a normal World Cup, players playing out of positions, players getting their all for their country. Groups of players who've been together a long time, a coach who can whip it together. There are different results that that make things crazy. But now we're in this other version of it's in November. The players have barely had any time together. What does it mean to have all this time of form of playing for your country and then switching? We don't know where this is all going to go. I think we have a lot of that randomness that we frankly have no sense of it. I think that you know, someone like Germany could go out. Argentina could go out. It could be very easy for that kind of those types of results to happen. Uh, I mean, I do want to give Brazil some shrift. They did beat Serbia. I really liked Serbia. We didn't see anything from Mitrovic. They really shut zero Serbia shots. Down. Zero yeah. shots from Mitrovic. What the fuck, dude? They couldn't get in the ball. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you know, Thiago Silva is a great defender. He has weakness. He's still 38. You have to be able to run at him at pace. That's not what Serbia does. When I watched the Serbia game against Brazil. I had a lot of I, questions about but I saw Serbia's this, lineup. They had, a, they had a lot of power. They're big. They couldn't turn. They couldn't move. And like it felt like Brazil had an extra guy in the field because they're so athletic. They're just flying around. Even I, though they I, had a lot of, I had a lot of problems with the way that um, Serbia lined up. With, um, it's super defensive. Super defensive. Dusan Vlahovic, get him on the field, first of all. Philip Kostic, get him on the field. Those were two. Yeah, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna lose two 0 you might as well lose five three. <laughs> it just it bothered me. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just so much. Uh, when I looked at the lineup, I went, "Oh, Mitrovic is starting. Oh wow, 
I, and I actually thought I got a, a good value on his shot prop. And I was like, okay, nope. Dusan Tadic, Malikovic Savic. Okay, okay, okay. And I went, I feel like somebody's missing here. I don't remember. Okay, let me go look at the bench. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just don't uh, but understand yeah, that. Richarlison with the goal, I mean, just a really nice taking goal late. Um, you know, he worked hard. He feels good. And, you know, Brazil just he has. feels fine. Just, yeah, yeah. Richarlison is on my mind, and he's top hey! number nine. <laughs> very nice, very nice. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the the Brazil feels good. They're in decent shape. I think a lot of the if we come out of this first round of games, there are a couple teams that we expected to play well that are slipping. Some did do what they were expected, but I think the key teams right now are the teams that had big results: England, France. Brazil had a good result, not a big result, uh, and Spain. Now, the, the ones that we're worried about now are Argentina, Croatia to a lesser extent. I like what we st- things we expected that happened that actually were accurate. Canada, actually good. Brazil is, uh, Belgium, actually bad. Uh, they still may have a problem. And then the U.S., sort of their event, their, their cup comes down tomorrow. They might be yeah. three and out. It might not. So we have to see where things go with England and Kane and what happens with them. What are your final thoughts on that game as we talk through a bunch of different things and some some themes? Do you have anything you, I have a couple, I have one thing I want to talk about that's kind of weird, but any final thoughts on that? Um, Does Sterling play again over Foden, do you think? I think that he loves it. He loves Southgate him. is a creature of habit, a creature of security, a creature of the same players. If he was going to change anything, he would have already had Ben White playing with John Stone, which is what they should play. Yeah, yeah you're right. My thing that I think about is, what does all this fucking extra time mean? Is it like all the games, they have a new mandate. All the games are getting at least five minutes extra, sometimes eight, sometimes nine. The VAR and the refereeing stuff is weird. Things are odd, but that's every week in the Premier League. Anyway. No, I, I want to explore the, the that added, for a second. The added, the added time thing is bizarre. No, I don't like, think it is. In, I think, in, it's, in I think Spain, it's the way it should have always been done. In the Spain-Costa Rica game, there were nine minutes of added time. Okay. But Why? Hold on. But hold on. Okay. Because this is not – this is score irrelevant. This is very frankly saying there was – X amount of minutes of not gameplay or the ball not in play, right? And I guarantee you, but this is not that hard. We should have been doing this 75 years ago in the Premier League or, or in England. Somebody with a fucking stopwatch sitting there going, ball's out of play, ball's back in play. That was four seconds or whatever, right? Like, And at the end of the half, you go, yeah, that tally's up to about six minutes. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. If you had to have that, but you have precision on VAR. I always thought this was the dumbest thing. And you go, eh, three. What? What? I understand what you're saying. So this illusion that we keep talking about with precision versus accuracy and technology, put it on the clock. Yeah. Sure. But but not stoppages. Nobody wants it to be commercial. Nobody's saying it's stoppages. But have that so that right so that it's not a shock at forty five and ninety where you go. What do you mean? There's nine minutes. 
what do you mean there's 14 minutes? And by the way, that was because of a, a very serious injury that has skewed yeah, some yeah. of the conversation here. Um, no, but but yeah, every game I, has been that way. It's been bizarre. But every game has been five plus minutes. And by the way, first and foremost, two things. A, who among us is bitching about more gameplay, right? Costa like, Rica. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. How many times? Why is there has nine there minutes? Been... We haven't taken a shot in three hours. <laughs> how, many... <laughs> how many times has there been a one goal game? Germany, for instance, right? Oh, they, they had seven, eight the minutes. Time. They wanted but all like, the time. Yeah, but like at to the neutral, the the U.S. Wales game to the neutral is that much more captivating for that much longer. It just is. Yeah. And so if if you're going to have five subs, you might as well make the game longer anyway. It's just – no, but it's just – it's a differentiation from the norm that everybody has come to understand and expect, and and they don't like it. It's the way it should have always been done, start, stop, period, end of sentence. Like that is – that is functionally how the the rule realistically should be is, yeah. is sort of written, right? Like, yeah, this is yeah. this is the time to make up for time that was wasted earlier in the half. And additionally, yeah. it minimizes. Pardon me, minimum. Yeah, it penalizes for uh, for time wasting, for diving, for any of this shit. Um, oh my I don't god! That, if, I, if, I, if this goes, if this gets to La Liga, Diego Simeone is going to have a game, a regular yeah. game with no injury. That's one hundred and twenty minutes long. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, but it's it, – I don't know. That's 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 not going to be – like there's no direct line between those two things, right? Because you're saying I'm solving four problems with one thing. Not really, right? But yeah. um, I do I – do, I support it for the reasons like okay. I said. It's more I, game. I, I, find, I, find, I find change to be uh, difficult. I agree most of the time. I don't, I, but I find – I don't, I I don't find, like female oh, hey, announcers. If you're giving me on average 11 more minutes of gameplay to enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, another, yeah, yeah. that's one more full beer that I get to have yeah, over yeah, the 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. myself with it. Yeah. I don't, I, I and I, like I said, it, it's, it's sensical. So yeah. I don't have okay. much of an issue. Like final result for the U S men versus England. USA wins one, one. <laughs> We're going to do gonna it again. Be, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to go this one. Two one to England on a late goal by Phil Foden. Oh God! If you said Harry Kane, I would have started to really get upset. I couldn't. No, no, no. Phil Foden. I, I just, I just. Phil Foden. Actually, go. you know what? I bet I changed my mind. Jack Grealish is going to win this game oh, for England. What a dick! <laughs> I, I feel all of the pain uh, of all of the, the the big game Tottenham losses, where he has been um, blamed for them. I'm going to feel the inverse of that. I, I can see a, a, a Kane goal tomorrow, especially yeah. he, he he was such a great facilitator on yeah. uh, on the, in that game against Iran. He oh, the, the U.S. will commit a penalty. Shot. Raheem Sterling's going to draw a penalty. Yeah. Like he's just going to go past Tim Ream or Zimmerman or somebody. And they're just yeah, gonna, I can whoop, see that. Whoop. I can see that. Anyway. Hey, look, if we keep them off the board from open play, if we do that, then we're going to the knockout round, like 100% <laughs> guaranteed. I'm not worried about that. If we I mean, we. I, I said that out loud. We could give up two penalties. Now that I think about that, but well, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> no. what do we want? What do we want from Wales, Iran? Another draw? Uh, ideally, a draw um, or uh, a one-goal win for Wales, because mm. I don't think Iran gets all three points. Right? Okay. I don't think there's any way for that. Mike, take so. me home, please. Hey, let's get out of here. Come okay. on, USA. Yes, that was the Squeaky Bump Time podcast with Mike Salerno and the Wrong Fourteens. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We have amazing news coming soon. 
We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to the WhatsApp group. Thank you for making the games more enjoyable, and we'll see you on the other side. Uh,